Welcome to the Shoot a Bit More podcast presented by Go Boys. Coming up on the show, Matt Hamilton of FanDuel TV. We will talk to him about the Super Bowl. What else? We are a couple of days away, excited for this game. And uh, we'll get to the NBA trade deadline in a minute. There's nothing crazy that happened. Did want to spend a couple of minutes on that. But we'll start with the Super Bowl. And I'll just I'll reiterate what I said on Monday. I'm going with the Chiefs here. I've been back and forth. I know it's really conflicting when you look at the season-long stuff. The 49ers were the better team, and lately the Chiefs have been the better team. Uh, there's definitely a divide in terms of how you look at this game. I just To me, it comes down to Mahomes. It comes down to you get the better quarterback, the better coach, the better defense, and, and throw in better coaching staff when you include Spagnolo because Shanahan's a great play caller, but I'd still rather have Reed and Spagnolo. Uh, the better coach, better quarterback, better defense, better kicker, and I'm getting a couple of points. Uh, obviously, I wouldn't be shocked if San Fran wins this game. They've been, they're favored. They were favored for a reason, but I'm going to go with the Chiefs here. I just I trust if it's a tie game fourth quarter, I'd rather have Mahomes. I'm a Purdy fan, but I haven't liked what I've seen this last month or so, starting with the Ravens game. I didn't think he was good against Green Bay. He wasn't good against Green Bay. I didn't think he was great against Detroit. He was obviously awful against Baltimore, so I, I don't have the trust in him I had maybe a month ago, six weeks ago, so I, I'm going to go with the Chiefs here. Uh, to win a close game. And I think a, a couple things. They've done a really good job, the Chiefs, of cutting the fat of their offense. They really weeded out some of the guys like, you know, the, these backup receivers, Justin Watsons, the Justin Ross, the Tonys. They really, they trust, you know, Sky Moore. They, they trust Rasheed Rice. They trust Kelsey. They trust Pacheco. And then Mahomes can take off and run when he needs to. And it's almost like a baseball team when they get to the playoffs. They don't use their fifth starter. They might not use their fourth starter. They don't use their fourth or fifth best reliever. They use their closer, a couple setup guys, their three best starters, and they really condense the rotation. That's what the, the Chiefs have done in the playoffs. They've condensed the rotation. Now you could say, hey, they played Miami and Buffalo who are completely ravaged on defense. Absolutely. Uh, that's that's 100% true. But, um, look, a lot of people thought Baltimore would beat them and beat them soundly. That game got steamed up to five, and – you could say turnovers. You could say they didn't do anything in the second half. It's all true. But at the end of the day, I'm going to go with Mahomes here. And I think um, that when you look at the AFC versus the NFC, this is a theme I've been on, on uh, this last month or so. We went into the season thinking the AFC is just much better than the NFC. And Rodgers got hurt early. Herbert wasn't great. Burrow was banged up and the Bengals weren't great. So we went into the season thinking the AFC was better. The NFC played well with the 49ers. The Eagles were 10-1. The Cowboys looked good. And the AFC dipped. And then we come full circle and it's like, maybe the AFC was just better. When you look at the fact that the Ravens buried the 49ers, the Lions, the Seahawks, 49ers had three losses against the AFC, including PJ Walker, including the Bengals who, who beat them soundly in San Francisco. Even Dallas got buried by the bills lost to Miami and Miami beat nobody good all year. So it's possible. There's just a gap here between the AFC and the NFC. I remember growing up as a kid, there was that gap between the NFC and the AFC in favor of the NFC. The AFC couldn't get over the hump for years. It was a long time where the NFC just dominated. Uh, in, in the NBA, there was a long time where the West was just much better than the East. And the East, it was but even the LeBron years where it was just LeBron and nobody else in the East. And that's why he got to a million straight finals. Maybe there's just more of a gap there than we think. So to me, it's a toss-up game. I'll take the two. I'd be surprised if we didn't get a close game. I really would. I'd be surprised if somebody runs and hides. So if you see some of these books that have over under what the the, uh, the biggest lead of the game will be. Some books have 13 and a half. Some have 14 and a half. At 13 and a half, I would not play under. But if you do see a 14 and a half and it's juiced, I would go with under. I just, you know, 15, 16 are dead numbers. I don't see anyone getting up by 17, 20 points. Again, turnovers could equalize that. But I think we're looking at a tight ball game, a game that comes down to the fourth quarter. Should be a lot of fun. Just quickly here, a, a couple of props I do like. Kansas City, first quarter, plus a half, minus 155. 
yeah, the nerves of Purdy, we don't know who's getting the ball first. So it's 50-50. Both of these teams will defer almost uh, certainly that both teams will defer. And uh, I just think that you might only get one possession for the 49ers in the first quarter. If the, if the Chiefs get the ball first with these teams, they both have long drives. They both use a lot of play clock. This is not the explosive one-play drive Chiefs that we, they, they were with Tyree Kill a few years ago. So you could get two out of the three possessions, and it's just so easy to be tied or be up 3-0, up 7-3. It's Getting that half a point in the first quarter to me is key. So Kansas City plus a half in the first quarter. A couple player props. I do like Ayuk under four and a half catches. Kansas City's got good corners. They, they do have good corners with you know Snead, I, I would guess, would be on him. Maybe it's McDuffie, but... With Debo healthy, I think San Francisco is going to have a run-heavy script. I think they'll use a lot of play clock, and I think they'll move the ball and move it effectively. You can run on KC, so under four and a half catches, I think, is a good play. And to correlate with that, Purdy, you can find under 30 and a half, under 31 and a half attempts. I just don't see them airing the ball out. Shanahan loves to run the ball, even behind against the Lions when they're down 14, 17 points. They're still running the ball. That was one where he he, he didn't. Even live, you know, live you can get bet these quarterbacks that are down big and you bet them over and it's almost always a good bet. Purdy didn't even get there against the Lions. They didn't even come close. I remember his live total was like 39 and a half when they were down big and they didn't get close because they still run the ball. And of course, they got the quick turnover, which changed things. But to me, under attempts on Purdy, under receptions on Ayuk, under largest lead, Kansas City plus a half for the first quarter. Again, the, there, there's so much available. It can be overwhelming. I don't want to just sit here and go every single possibility. If you do like the 49ers, Debo at 33 to 1 is uh at, at FanDuel is a good bet. I think he could have a big game. And he is 14 and a half rushing yards. I like the over with two weeks for that shoulder to heal, two weeks to game plan to just get the ball in his hands. I, I think he's going to be used a lot, run game, pass game. So that's another one I like. So again, should be a great game. Uh came down to the fourth quarter. Last time these teams played in the Super Bowl, it was actually the 49ers up 10 with the ball in the fourth quarter. Man, when you're up 10 with the ball. A couple of first downs, and that ends the game. And they couldn't do it. They couldn't put them away. And the Chiefs end up winning by 11 points. That was the, the postseason where they trailed every game by 10 and won every game by 10-plus. So they trailed every single postseason game, all three by 10-plus, won every single game by 10-plus, which I don't think we'll ever see happen again. That was very unusual. But I'm excited for this game. Uh, I just I, I think it'll be a, a very competitive game. I'd be shocked if anyone blows anyone out. I really would. So we will talk to Matt Hamilton more about that. Just quickly on the NBA trade deadline, nothing earth-shattering happened. A lot of ancillary moves. A lot of the moves happened earlier in the year. You know, Harding got traded right around Halloween. Inanobi got traded. Uh, so we're not, like last year was an aberration where Kyrie and, and Durant wanted out. And a few days before the Super Bowl, Durant goes to the Suns. Uh, that's another thing. I don't know why the NBA has their trade deadline right before the Super Bowl. It, it, it really flies under the radar. You wait a week, you'll get a lot more buzz. You get a lot more people talking, but. They do it how they do it. I don't know why they don't push it back a little bit. I guess the one story here is, again, nothing earth-shattering. DeJounte Murray doesn't get traded. The one thing, the Knicks did get better. If you count the Ananobi trade and you count uh, Bogdan Bojanovic, I always get the Boy Bogdanovic is uh, confused. They have a good team. They have a deep team. I know a lot of people say, all right, this could be a finals team. I'm not there yet. I don't think this could be a championship team or a finals team. As much as I love Brunson, look, I was wrong about Brunson. When they signed him, I said, "Man, that's a lot of money for a guy that didn't make an all can't make it. You know, hasn't made an All Star team. Probably won't make an All Star team." Was dead wrong. He's a tremendous player. He's a winning player. I still don't know if you're at the level where he can be your best player and you're winning a championship. Maybe you can get to a conference finals. And look, if you get to a conference finals, you're a break away from getting in the finals. You know, Tatum. Let's say you play Boston. Tatum rolls an ankle. You get hot from three. They get cold from three. I mean, 
Nobody would have thought Miami made it this time last year. So you give yourself, you give luck a chance. You give yourself a puncher's chance. Now they got to get healthy. Ananobi's hurt. Randall's hurt. So they're banged up right now. Even Brunson dealing with an ankle, but the Knicks are a legitimate team. They could definitely win a round. They could definitely win two. I would say, you know, it'd be interesting if you, if they played Milwaukee in a series right now, who would you, well, not right now. Let's assume a, a healthy Knicks team played the Bucks. Who would you pick? Would you pick the Knicks? Would you pick the Bucks, or would it depend on home court? I think I would pick whoever had home court. So I think it's key for them to get like a two seed. So you don't have to play Boston until the conference finals again. No, I don't think they're a title team. I really don't think they're a finals team, but they're good. They're good. I wouldn't be shocked if they're in the conference finals. And for what a disaster the Knicks have been the last couple of decades, for them to be a conference finals team would be big. The garden would be rocking, but that was, that, that was really the, the highlight, I guess, of what was a really boring deadline. Again, it just moves on the margin, Mavs out a couple players, uh, but nothing that's going to trigger a, bre- a bet, nothing that's going to go make you bet somebody to win the title or anything. It's just little pieces here and there. I wasn't expecting a lot. We didn't get a lot, so just wanted to touch quickly on the deadline. But when we come back, Matt Hamilton will discuss the Super Bowl, get his thoughts, X's and O's, who he likes, props. That is next. This is the Should A Bit More podcast. All right, we are back. Should have bet more podcast. You can hear him on FanDuel TV, Up and Adam Show, where he does a great job, and he joins us now. It is Matt Hamilton. Matt, what's going on, man? Thanks for coming on. Ah, thanks for having me. Well, excited to be on with you. A few days away from this game. I've gone back and forth. I'm curious to get your thoughts on it. We'll start with this, though. When you sit down to watch this game, when this game starts, what is the one matchup you're looking for? If I could tell you how this matchup goes, you can kind of figure out the rest of the game. What, in your mind, is the key matchup for this ballgame? I think it's going to be... Christian McCaffrey and the Niners ability to run the ball when the Chiefs have a stacked box, because I think Kansas City is going to try to take away the run game first, which obviously, you know, seeing what Christian McCaffrey has done this year, I think that's a smart strategy. Um, We saw them do it against Baltimore with with great success and kind of push Baltimore away from running into those heavy boxes. I don't think that's going to be the case with San Francisco. They've run more against eight man boxes than any team in the NFL this year. Um, so it's going to be about their ability to have that success when Kansas city decides to sack that box. The 49ers defense has not played well in this postseason. That's really what's pushed me towards KC. I just can't back this defense. When you watch San Francisco, do you think this is fixable with the two weeks or this is just a, a major issue going into this game? It's tough. I'm still concerned. I got to be honest. Um, cause I think losing Talanoa Hufanga in the middle of the season was, was a huge blow for this defense that didn't get talked about enough. Because he's an impossible player to 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 replace. He's he's such, he plays with such a unique style, a Palomalu type of uh, safety that attacks the line of scrimmage, and it's really killed them in their run defense. You saw it uh, a couple of weeks ago against the Lions, the way they were able to attack the edges of that run defense, and uh, as great as Bosa and Chase Young are getting after the passer. They've had some issues on the edges, so I think it's going to be a key to see if Kansas City can really attack that with Pacheco. Uh, I'm a Purdy guy. I know you're a Purdy guy too. Do you have more or less confidence in him than when the playoffs started a month ago? Where are you at here with Purdy? Um, I think I'm on about the same the same level that I was. I'm a believer um, in in what he can do. I think the stuff that because the stuff that he does, he isn't the most physically talented guy, and we get you know. We get blown away by the Josh Allens and the Mahomes that can do the crazy things physically, but still, 
when it comes to playing quarterback in this league, the most important thing is, is the processing. It's getting the ball out on time and early when you have to, it's finding the open man. Those are still the most important things at the quarterback position. And he does those things as well as anybody, even though, you know, he may not have the physical traits up with the other guys, but he has shown a lot too, with his ability, with his legs, his ability to extend plays, um, uh, you know, when things aren't, don't go the way they were drawn up so uh i've been really impressed with him you know from really the moment he stepped in as soon as jimmy garoppolo went down who do you think wins the game i've been back and forth on this just Me like too. you this is this is i think the hardest super bowl i've ever had to pick um but something's tough i just the niners have so much talent um I, I some uh, my gut is telling me that it, the niners are gonna find a way to pull this one out i i really believe it Yep. I've been picking Kansas city on everything. So it's not like you know, when you're doing content, like th- there are people, especially betters, like, Hey, I don't bet the side of the super bowl. There's more value in the props, which I get. I just don't feel like you can do content. Like I have these 10 minute segments. You're going on these shows. You can't go on the super bowl. Like, Oh, I have no idea who's going to win. That's not a good segment. That's not good content. Yeah. Uh, look, yeah. uh, if we did, we're doing the show a week ago, I might've picked San Francisco. I was leaning that way. And I just, I don't know the defense of San Francisco, Mahomes, Reed, Spagnolo. Yeah. I, I could see a scenario too where, 49ers win the game by a point and don't cover. I mean, you are still getting the two. Um, and any props you like here? Um, I like, I mean, I like Pacheco to score a touchdown. He's been automatic in these playoffs. Really like that one. Um, the thing that's been crazy to me as far as props, I don't, the Mahomes props that we're seeing are Mahomes props. Like when he had Tyreek Hill, like he, he hasn't been throwing for high volume passing yards. And I feel like those are all a trap. Um, for people that haven't been paying as close attention this year. But, um, you know, because Kansas City's been about the defense. I, I also like the under. I think, you know, we're not going to see a super high-scoring game. I think we're going to see, you know, two teams that are running the ball trying to control the clock a little bit. So, um, you know, I, I think there, there are a few traps out there. I'd say that. <laughs> uh, are you shocked Kansas City's in this game? Are you one of these people like, hey, on Christmas, I just didn't give them a chance. I thought they were dead because all year I never, I was like, hey, Mahomes has a defense. You can't count him out. At Christmas, I came on the show, did the next day, uh, did the show the next day. I was like, man, I, I can't see it with this team. My whole team was the two teams in the Super Bowl last year are not coming back. Philly to me is dead, which I mean, they sure were. Kansas City to me just didn't have enough offense. Are, are, are you shocked here that they're in this ballgame? I'm not totally shy. So I do a weekly show with Chase Daniel on Kansas City Sports Network where we really dig into the tape and and go in depth every week. And, you know, so we we saw it up close and personal, some of the struggles that they've been having. Um, but we also saw the defense and, you know, this is a defense that can carry a team. It really the key to it all to me was not even about the offense, because you kind of really watching the tape like they're not just going to magically be incredible offensively they just don't have all the horses but i mean one getting travis kelsey a healthier version of travis kelsey's been big but the really the biggest thing has been mahomes has totally stopped turning the ball over he hasn't committed a turnover in these playoffs he hadn't gone back-to-back games without a turnover all year he committed a career high in turnovers this year he was trying to force the issue without the weapons and that's really what led to the struggles more than anything i put it on you know, Mahomes forcing the ball too much. And he stopped doing that in the playoffs. He realized, hey, if we're going to do this, it's going to be because of our defense and I can't mess it up. And it's crazy to think that from Patrick Mahomes, but his ability to kind of accept that and take what's there and take the throws the defense is giving him, that's what's led them here. And it's to me, this is the most impressive thing Mahomes has done because that's hard to do mentally. We've seen Aaron Rodgers struggle with that mentally at times. He always thinks he has to be the guy to take it on his shoulders. So to put the ego aside and do what Mahomes is doing is incredible. 
I think if the Chiefs win, it'd be very hard for anyone other than Mahomes to get the MVP. I know there's sentiment for Kelsey, yeah. uh, but look, Damian Williams scored three touchdowns the last time these teams met in the Super Bowl, and it still went to Mahomes in a game where he threw two yeah. picks. So if, yeah. to me, if it's the Chiefs, it's it's Mahomes. If it's the 49ers, we can have a conversation. McCaffrey, maybe even Debo. Where are you at? Do you have a sleeper here for MVP? Anything you have that you, that you think has value? Yeah, I think I think Debo is an interesting one if you want to go for one of the longer shots because he does so much. He's going to be returning kicks. You know he's going to get a couple of carries. You know he's going to get his catches. So um, that type of versatility, if he runs one back, let's say, that's going to instantly give him a massive boost in addition to everything else he does. So if there is one of those longer shots uh, that I like, I I think it's Debo. What uh, what do you got for a final score here? If I pinned you down to a final score, I know you said you're leaning towards an oh, under. Man. What what would you throw out for a score? Yeah. What do we have as low on our four seven? I'm I'm gonna say twenty four twenty niners. Okay. I didn't give mine in the beginning, so I'm gonna go twenty eight twenty seven Chiefs. Okay. Go twenty eight twenty seven Chiefs. I should have used that in my intro. I, I man, I've gone <laughs> back and forth here. You, you're with me though, where it's a very conflicting game. Where I just yeah. think it's it comes down to what you value. Like the, the regular season, yeah. if you played this game six weeks ago, 49ers are like five, six point favorites. So you can oh, say, this line's a little cheap, but you could say, hey, the Chiefs should be favored because they've played better the last month. So it's very confusing. Yeah. I think you're, whoever you pick, if you lose, you're going to feel like an idiot. Oh yeah, for sure. And, and and I honestly, I'm surprised the Niners are still favored in this game. It was, uh, I, I was, I was shocked when the line came out. Um, but yeah, this is as I said. I think this is the hardest Super Bowl I've ever had to pick. I've been I've been back and forth so many times. But um, but yeah, I just I, I I just have a feeling that it's the Niners' year. It's more I'm going with my gut on this one as much as anything else because there's football arguments for both sides of this. Um, and ultimately, it, it comes down to me believing in the talent that the Niners have on that roster, top to bottom. Yeah, I agree because this opened. It was actually three for like a split second. Then it went to two and a half. And when it was two and a half, it went. It boom. It went to one so quickly that I thought, all right, yeah. maybe we get a pick them. I wouldn't be shocked if Kansas City by a point. But there's been enough, I guess, sharp money, really big bets on the 49ers. I think I've heard there might be even some more big 49er bets coming. I can't see this getting mm-hmm. to three. Or if it gets to three, it would be heavily juiced and it wouldn't last. Yeah, like, like I was surprised the Ravens Chiefs line got to five like that at three and a half. I was like, man, got to get the three and a half now. That'll probably close three. I was shocked that went to five. So uh, I'm usually pretty yeah. good about reading where where the which way the wind's going to blow. I was I've been surprised a couple times with these line moves. Yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm with you. I, I, that Baltimore one I did not understand at all. Um, get, especially given the history and everything else. Um, yeah, no, that was that was shocking. Have you gotten any sort of explanation in terms of what the Ravens game plan was doing? Because getting ready for this game, you go back and just watch these title games. The Ravens not running the ball was one of the more, just one of the stranger, more confusing theories. Do you have any theories as to why they approached that game the way they did? Yeah. So the explanation when Harbaugh clarified, because he said, you know, his initial thing was, well, that's just the way the game went. And we just went with the way the game was going. He clarified a little bit later um, that the chiefs are stacking the box. So they didn't want to run into a heavy box, but that's my thing. Like you, you got to go, you got to go strength against strength sometimes and, and trust your guys. And I mean, the Ravens run game has been unstoppable all year. You gotta, you gotta try to run into those heavy boxes. Um, obviously you want to vary it up and you want to play the numbers game, but sometimes you just got to go with what you go. And that's what, that's what has me leaning Niners. Um, so not only have they attempted more runs against heavy boxes than anyone, they've rushed for, almost 200 more yards than the next closest team and double the yardage against heavy boxes of 27 other NFL teams. So 
they do it more than anybody else and they do it more successfully than anyone else. And also Kansas city in their base and heavy personnel has allowed the most yards per carry in the NFL this year. So I think there's one weakness in this Kansas city defense. It's that, and we saw it a little bit in the Buffalo game. Uh, I think the Niners are not going to get scared away from running. And I think they're going to be able to do it successfully. I'm a Lamar fan, but I have to admit that game changes a little bit how I feel about him. He was so bad at the game. Yeah. Do you feel the same way? Did that change how you feel about Lamar as a player? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I've been such a huge Lamar fan um, and and supporter as well. And it's, it, it's hard because there's not, it's a hard performance to defend. And I do think part of it is, you know, you do have to look at the play calling, you know, they, you can't put it all on Lamar, but it did look like the moment was a little too big for him at times. I think he was overthinking it. The, the, the amount of time he held the ball back there when, you know, the time, the times he didn't throw the ball away when there was clearly nothing there and you just gotta, you just gotta throw it away and, and live for another play. It just seemed like he was, he, he was feeling the pressure of the moment. And uh, I hope that's something that we see him get past as his career goes on because he's a phenomenal player and you don't, you hate seeing guys that are that good start to get these kind of labels. Um, Cause once you get them, there's a, there's only one way to shake that label and it's to go out there and win a Super Bowl. And, you know, I hope we see it happen for him one day. I really do. Yeah. I've always defended him. I thought the, the you know, the fact that he's bad in the playoffs or the idea that he's bad in the playoffs was a little overstated. One of those games was when he was a rookie. Yeah. Another was a bad, like a, a really windy day in Buffalo. It's yep. all sample. That one against the, uh, the chiefs was hard to defend. That being said, I would have, it would have been interesting to see that game played from, well, 17, 14, if Flowers just gets in, he doesn't get the personal foul, yeah. he doesn't fumble. I, I don't know if the Chiefs hang on because they really got shut down the second half. I know you say, hey, they had a lead. They were protecting the ball. It's it's uh, very early to go into a shell. I just It felt like the Ravens' defense had taken over. So I'm not sure who wins that game if yeah. it was 17, 14, but we'll, we'll never know. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I think if they score there, I thought the Ravens were going to win the game. Um, obviously, as you said, we'll never know, but that was that was my feeling as well. The momentum would have totally shifted. What do you do for snacks during the game? What's your go-to here? Oh man, um, hard hitting nacho. I, I think nachos are nachos oh. are the go to. Yeah. Okay, yeah. and this is just traditional. You make them at home, and is that it? It's just nachos and nothing else. I mean, uh, you know, get get all the fixing with the sour cream, jalapenos, okay. all that. Uh, you know, that's that's usually been my go to at the uh, at the Super Bowl parties. What they about have, you? They don't have. I'm I'm still a wings guy. The chips and stuff. Mm. I, don't, I mean, I have yeah. enough money on this game where I'm I'm probably a little nervous, a little jittery, where I'm not gonna have the biggest appetite. So I'm gonna need to settle yeah. in a little bit. Uh, <laughs> with nachos, nachos don't have the shelf life. Like the cheese is warm and it's gooey, but once they settle, you got a good three four minute window. It's like That's drafting a, a rookie. Yeah. It's like drafting a rookie quarterback. You have a short window where you know you got to strike while the iron's hot because they they don't reheat well and they don't sit well when they're cold. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But yeah. Once it's in front of me, I'm the type of guy. When it's in front of me, I'm going to eat it while it's in front of me and not and they, stop until I'm done. So, and they got to be layered properly too. Cause sometimes you get the, the one's a restaurant, the top layer is cheese. The, the bottom layer is just not, not enough cheese. The distribution just of the bare chips is very important. Yeah. Yes. hundred <laughs> percent. Matt, you're the best man. Enjoy the game. I appreciate you coming on. Hopefully we'll do it again soon. Let everyone know where they can find you. Sounds good. Uh, you can find me uh, on Twitter at Matt Hamilton 25 and you can watch up and Adams every morning at 11 a.m. Eastern. Uh, we're going to be, uh, it's usually 11 to 12 tomorrow. We're on from 11 to one, uh, an extra hour for the Super Bowl. We got CJ Stroud coming on Jordan love, a lot of phenomenal guests, Daniel Jones with a surprise guest that we're going to bring in for him. Um, but, uh, we can keep that a secret, Uh, but yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's been a great week here. Um, yeah, I'd love for you to check out the show and, uh, 
Will, really appreciate you having me on. You're awesome, man. All right, man. Thanks, Matt. We'll do it again soon. Sounds good. Take care. All right, that will do it. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you to Matt Hamilton. We will be back on Monday, obviously discuss the Super Bowl. And then next week we will turn the page, start doing some basketball, some baseball. Should be a fun game. Probably couldn't do another minute on talking about this game. I mean, there's only so much you can say. You don't want to go against Mahomes. What's better? What's more important, the regular season or the postseason? When you have the two weeks, it's, you just you really you try to not beat the game to death. So hopefully you had a nice balance of covering the game without just overkilling it in terms of covering the Super Bowl. But excited to discuss it Monday. We'll see you guys then.